Before we get to the positive news, Tim, do you want to tell everyone about our spring drive? Yes, man. We decided to do a trash tag challenge at Wiley Post Park on March 14th, 2020. We are beyond excited. We did this last year. It went really well. And this year, not only is everybody that participated last year excited about it, we have more people coming that are wanting to volunteer. So if you want to volunteer, pay attention to our Facebook page. We will have more information to come. Absolutely. What time is it going to be, Tim? 9 a.m. Absolutely. And if you, you're not in Oklahoma City, but you want to help us give back, follow us on our Patreon. All that money is going to our community drives, and you can tell us what you want us to do for our summer drive. But let's get to the positive news. What's up, world? Welcome to the positive truth, uplifting, and positive news. I believe in yourself and welcome to you. Tim, will, Tim will we pray? Here at The Positive Truth, we try to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. Tim, how, Tim, how are you? Dude, I'm doing great. I'm happy. I'm motivated. Woo! How are you, sir? Feeling quite inspirational since it is Inspirational Friday for us. We have two inspirational news stories to make your weekend incredible and hopefully inspire you to do something great. Before we get to that, make sure to like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. Helps us out so much to spread our message of positivity we're trying to spread we also have a patreon where you can sign up donate to our quarterly community drives we're cleaning up the park here in oklahoma city for our spring drives it's gonna be absolutely awesome we also have a facebook where we post all these positive news stories and more and an instagram where you can see tim's pretty face but tim is super hyped for his inspirational story wouldn't even tell me about it so tim i gotta hear this man okay all right all right all right Dude, the reason why I'm so hyped is because this is literally coming out of our neighborhood. We grew up on the south side of Oklahoma City. You know, the podcast, we're doing it. We're products of the south side. And there's this kid by the name of Isaiah Solis, right? This young man is a product of DHS custody growing up in and out of the system. He is a student right now at U.S. Grant High School. So he's had a very, very, very rough start. And he's one of those kids that doesn't complain about it. He's one of those kids that doesn't talk too much. He just kind of gets his work done and keeps it pushing. But the reason why I'm talking about this young man and the reason why I was so excited, man, this young man recently just published a book and didn't say anything about it. I'm talking about no one knew, none of his teachers, his parents. The only person that knew about it was a school counselor. And when he announced it, everybody was shook. So here, here's his story, man. Isaiah Solis. He's a young kid. He went through DHS custody, and his book is called My Start Doesn't Dictate My Finish. And the reason why he didn't tell anybody is because he said he didn't want anybody to know his story until he put it on paper. So at the age of 15 years old, he decided to write a story. His counselor motivated this young man, hey, you should enter into this contest. I really think this could get published. He did everything he needed to do, and they ended up publishing this young man's book. You can buy it on Amazon right now. And the reason why I'm so excited talking about it ultimately is because, JP, I didn't want to tell you this at the beginning, but it's pretty much confirmed we are going to interview this young man and talk about his book that he got published and how this is inspiring his peers, not just his peers, but also his teachers. I actually had a conversation with one of his teachers and say, he had me questioning, what am I doing with my life? I am a 35-year-old teacher. I went to college, but this young man is half my age and he already published a book. I've talked about writing a book my entire life, and this young man has been through more in his life than I've been in my entire life, and he made me question myself and makes me want to do more. 
I had to shake his hand and ask him, when I get my book, when it comes in, can you please sign it? To me, it brought tears to my eyes because as a young man from the South Side, not a lot of people believe in us. And to see a young man publish a book, do something super inspiring like that, he showed me at my age of 31 that I can do more in my life. I loved it. This young man right here, Isaiah, is awesome. And we're going to interview him soon, so you guys will be able to hear his story in his own words. It's going to be awesome, man. Uh, okay, hold up, Tim. What is this book called? My Start Doesn't Dictate My Finish. Googling. <laughs> How old is he? 15 years old, man. Wow. It's so cool, man. The cover of his photo is him sitting in class on a cell phone um, of the book. I just think it's so awesome. I've been in those classrooms. I substituted in those classrooms. I was a student in those classrooms. And to see a kid that was in the same classroom I was in, man, have a book published, it's just, it's beyond inspiring to me, man. And what's his last name? Solis. S-O-L-I-Z. Cap captivating uh, podcasting as JP is Googling. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's it's awesome, man. Like, think about it, JP. Like, everybody we went to school with, everybody we've met in our lives, how many published authors have we met? How, do we know? Uh, and to see a kid that's young to go through the same schools that we went to, you know what kind of education we receive, man. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> the answer is none in my case. I don't know any published or Oh, I got to read this. Facts, man. I actually ordered one. I actually ordered two. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, that's what's up. Oh, oh. See, this is captivating. Oh, Dope. Okay. Came February 5th. I think I have this link in the description. Okay, okay, man. Tim. I, I see, see. Dude, I'm trying, man. I, I loved it. I really do. I know I keep saying I love it and how excited I am. It's just one of those things that I was excited to talk about it so much because it truly inspired me on a whole nother level. It just touched me differently, for sure. That's what's up, man. Well... I got to top that with my inspirational story. But before we get to that, we need to pause and do audio meditation. It's where me and Tim talk about one thing we're grateful for each because in the stresses of life, we have to overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. We encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well. So Tim, what are you grateful for today? Man, I'm grateful for meditation. So it's been a while since I've meditated. I've been stressed. I've been busy. But throughout the day, I'm finding a few minutes here and there to actually just relax, breathe, clear my mind a little bit. And I'm loving it, man. It's definitely helping me uh, handle stress differently. That's awesome, man. I am grateful for books because I feel like I can't believe your first positive news story, first special story. <laughs> and I'm reading like a book, a book a month on average, a book or two. So, yeah. Definitely go check that one out. Shout out Absolutely, books. man. Also, Facts, if, man. If you, if, you, if you live in the United States, if you can get a library card for free online, download an app, and you can just get books straight to your phone for free. So shout out to the library, too. Yes, sir. So my inspirational story is going to have to top that, and I think it just might, Tim, because it's really Ooh. damn good. I'm with it. So it's a story about a man named Delon McCullough, Carol Briggs, and Stephen Smith. Carol Briggs was 16, 15 years old whenever she first got pregnant. 
It was December 1st, 1972. She had just turned 16. And she woke up in labor at around 2 a.m. And just 32 minutes later, she was a mother. She named her baby John Kenneth Briggs. Her parents and her older brother drove her to the hospital in hometown, in her hometown of Youngstown, Ohio. And that same day, she signed the adoption papers. And she was like, like I wasn't ready to have a kid. My, my mom cleaning out my room. Her, the father, father didn't even know, even know she was pregnant. She was like, it was, it was a one day thing and I hadn't talked to him since I, I was in high school. He was just going to come to college. I just thought, I just thought it was to put up the child for adoption. That's exactly what she did. It was a, the child was adopted by a lady named Andale Comer and they renamed the child Delan McCullough. She was married at the time and whenever she brought him in, she was, he was six weeks old and she was like, it was love at first sight. And Dylan, he struggled because she told him when he was young, he was adopted and she had a son as well with her husband who ended up leaving her. So it was single parent raising two young kids and you know how kids can be kind of ruthless. So the other son would be like, oh, she loves me more than you because you're adopted. And she told him something I think is incredible. She was like, it's a different kind of love. I love him because he grew in me and I love you because I choose you. So they're both equal. Don't ever let him tell you or anyone else tell you any differently. Yeah. So as Dylan got older, became a big boy. So, so he was in football. His senior year, he got, he got an opportunity to play running back. He was like, oh, I play defense. I'm not going to be good at it. He ended up being so good, he got, he got recruited to schools. And that's where he met something, someone that you would connect to. Name was Stephen Smith. This was the early 90s when he was getting recruited. Dion said, the first time I saw Stephen Smith, he was pulled up in a red Mercedes Benz. He came out and he just talked and walked. He was just so important. He was like, I just have to go wherever he's going. So he went to school in Miami to play football, University of Miami, because that's where he was coaching at. And Stephen Smith always told everybody, he was like, I don't care who you are. His name is Sherman Smith, I apologize. I don't care who, who you are. If you're on team in Miami, Miami, Ohio, I'm going to treat you like a son. That's exactly what he did. So Sherman Smith would be with Elon. He was coaching him, coaching him every day. What are you doing? Are you going to class? Are you doing, are you eating? Are you getting enough sleep? You go to the workout room. And he said, Dean Smith built this bond. He was like, man, like I always just wanted to be like him. He was so professional, everything. So Smith ended up going in a coaching job, but he still stayed in contact with Elon. As Dion got older, he ended up doing the same thing Smith did, right? Right. He ended up being a football coach. He ended up being a running backs coach in Kansas City Chiefs, and Smith was a running running back coach in Seattle Seahawks. So whenever he started coaching, he called Smith and was like, "Man, I don't know what to do. Coaching can be hard." He was like, "Come in. I'm actually doing these little coaching, like first year coaching nonprofit things. I'll come in and talk to you." So he just helped him his whole life from 18 years old. Now he's 42. Been helping him his whole life. Well, McCullough ended up having kids. And when he had kids, he was like, man, this is the first time in my life I wonder who my parents are. So in 2017, they just changed the laws in Ohio where he was born. 
and he was able to go into adoption records and he saw Carol Briggs. And so he messenger on Facebook because, because of course that's what Facebook is for finding long, long lost relatives. Man. <laughs> and, she, and she like, I don't, I don't know. She looked, she looked at her and she was like, oh, that kid looks like me. And she hadn't seen, seen him. This is what happens. It's 2020 or 2017, 2018. She hadn't seen him since 1972. So she called him on the phone and they started talking. He was like, it was like a long last friend. They were just connected instantly. About five minutes into the conversation, he was like, so I just had kids. I want to just know, I have two sons. I want to know like who my father is. And that's when she said it's um, Sherman Smith. What? Exactly, Tim. Sherman Smith had went on to play football, but he didn't know that he had got Carol pregnant. So Sherman Smith, who had been a father figure in his life the whole time, was actually his father. So, you know, everyone is just like, you know, Dion is like, what? He's like blown away. He calls Sherman and he, Sherman was just overwhelmed. He's 65 and he's like, me with too much. I need to, I need to call back. It was kind of depressed Dion at the, at the time. Sherman even called Carol and she was like, yeah, yeah, it's true. I didn't want to tell him. He felt, because married, he has a father with one son. He was like, I feel bad for not helping you in that situation. So he called back McCullough and they all got together in Thanksgiving 2017. Brought all the families together. Everyone got to meet each other. I think it's a really inspirational story of the impact the coach can have on his life because he always treated everyone like, I'm going to treat you like you're my son. He ended up actually being his son. And now they're all huge, big, huge family together. And I want to talk about it on here. Dude, that's wild. I'm glad it was a beautiful, happy ending like that. And it was, that's wild. And honestly, being a coach for so long, you treat these kids like your kids not because you want to treat everyone equally it's because you care about them so much so at the end of the day even though he wasn't able to be his father full-time sherman he played a huge impact in his life on helping him become a man and that's one thing that he knows for sure so even though he didn't know and they didn't know that relationship was still there and i do find that inspiring as can be because whenever you care about you know your job the way that sherman cared about his as a coach you definitely are still able to make a positive impact. And because he decided to be the person he was and be that coach that cares about all of his athletes, he was able to still take care of his son. Absolutely. If you want a, a link to the Amazon book from Isaiah and you want to read the longer story of this, we're going to post it in the description. Word. I'm actually kind of excited. That is wild. I have to look into that a little bit more. Wow. Crazy. When I was reading it, I was like, is this happening? Like, there's that that's, it just doesn't seem like real life. Really I'm doesn't. still sitting here like, wow, it's mouth a, dropped and everything. It's a, <laughs> it's a small world for real. But he, he Sherman was in Elon's life since he recruited him at 17 to like 45 now. He would talk to him at least once a week. He was like, he was like my father. And now he actually is. So it's just, I want to share it on here. Facts. I love it, man. I loved it. We'll be back on Monday with our favorite positive news stories of the month of February 2020. But before we get out of here, Tim, do you have a quote? Absolutely. Fall seven times, stand up eight. Okay, Quotes do, by Tim. Okay, the way, Wade. <laughs>
Tu sabes, tu sabes. And we'll, and we'll be on Monday. Till then, we're out. Stay positive.